the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed it is, and hour number two is now underway at 8 minutes after 10 o'clock on this Friday, a free-for-all Friday, the first morning of the month of March in the year of our Lord, 2019. Thanks for being with us. A lot of very important news to get into today. A lot of cleanup stuff, too, things you may not have been aware of uh, that you need to be aware of. And if you've got anything that I'm not aware of, things that I haven't talked about this week that you're wondering, hey, what would Bob think about this? You want to call and hit me up with it, do it. Eight, uh, 216-901-0945 or 888-281-11. That's 216-901-0945 or 888-281-1110. If you want to tweet or text mess or excuse me, tweet or Facebook messages to me for commentary, uh, do so at France Radio on Twitter and Facebook. France, F-R-A-N-T-Z Radio, all one word, no spaces, and no underscores. All right, I'm going to go to the phone lines now. And I want to uh, bring on a guest who is a former candidate for Congress. Two times uh, she ran for Congress against Marsha Fudge. She's a wonderful, wonderful candidate uh, and uh, would be very well uh, serving the United States uh, Congress if she had been able to get there. And instead, she has said, I'm not stopping. I'm going to continue to try to help the people of this country and the people of Northeast Ohio in any way that I can. And I speak of Dr. Beverly Goldstein back with us on AM 1420, The Answer. Dr. Bev, good to talk to you. How are you? Hi, Bob. Can you hear me? I hear you just fine, uh, Bev. Thank you for calling. Uh, I'm going to set the table again for folks who did not hear yesterday's show. I really wish you would have because uh, Patrick Wood is uh, is a brilliant man who has written a couple of very important books that should be sounding the alarm bells for a lot of people who don't understand what is coming in this country and what a very... Um, a uh, very deliberate agenda is being set for uh, essentially taking over our economy and, by extension, a lot of our liberties. And I'm talking about Technocracy Rising, a book Patrick Wood uh, wrote a few uh, years ago. And um, 
his second, I think it was 2014 or 2015. I wish I had that in front of me now, but I don't. I apologize for that. His second book is Te- Technocracy, The Hard Road to World Order. He is going to be the guest speaker at Act for America by way of Zoom, an online national security briefing on Monday. And, Dr. Bev, you heard it, and you want to add to it and try to marry the um, uh, the explanations that Patrick Wood gave yesterday directly to Northeast Ohio. And you've got a lot of uh, information to share with us in that regard. Go right ahead. Well, Bob, what I thought I would do is, since this is podcasted and people can go back and listen and take notes, I'd give you a little history about how we were impacted and continue to be impacted here in Northeast Ohio through the technocracy efforts of the federal government. So let's start with NOACA, which is the Northeast Ohio Area-Wide Coordinating Agency. It's a transportation and environmental planning agency. It was created by the federal government, and it serves five counties, Cuyahoga, Deauga, Lake, Lorraine, and Medina. And the executive director is Grace Gallucci. She's originally from Chicago. She came here to us from Chicago. I would say that NOACA is our federal government's non-elected but appointed eyes and ears of how we do everything here in Northeast Ohio. Originally, it was established to improve management of transportation in the five-county area, but it's exploded way beyond that in terms of what it's been involved in. And here is where we tie in with Patrick. In August of 2010, NOACA submitted a 121-page grant or memorandum of understanding, which was signed by 21 non-elected NOACA officials to the federal government to create something called NEOSCC, which is Northeast Ohio Sustainable Communities Consortium. It's a technocracy-focused coalition funded initially through a HUD Sustainability Communities Grant. And that grant was actually a three-agency effort through HUD, EPA, and Department of Transportation. And it was to be administered through Youngstown State University. And the application for this is actually the 121-page Applications actually online for people really interested in delving into what they said they wanted to do. There were two others of these similar efforts in Ohio happening at the same time, uh, Central Ohio and Southwest Ohio, which are the greater Columbus and greater Cincinnati areas. So according to Bev, Bev, before you continue, before you continue, if I can ask, obviously you you just hit you know the major areas of Ohio. Are these uh, area-wide coordinating agencies literally in all major centers in all states, or, or is, it, is there a reason for them to specifically focus on Ohio? Well, according to Patrick Wood's 2015 book, uh, Technocracy Rising, which you really spoke about a moment ago, mm-hmm. there were actually, at the time of his writing his book, 717 of these grant projects going on in regional government entities, uh, NOAC is kind of thought of as a regional government entity. In all of our 50 states, 
moving Agenda 21 forward and implementing sustainable development at local and regional levels throughout the United States. It was like a total takeover during the Obama administration. See, that's how this is supposed to work. I lob them up and you knock them right out of the ballpark. (laughs) <laughs> okay because it is important That's what you I just said i wanted to show. i know and and, yes. and think about that number 717 noacas essentially is what we're saying uh in uh, spread out throughout all 50 states so this is a a massive coordinated effort uh that patrick obviously described as you said in his first book which i did not read i've been i've been working my way through his second book actually and i may have to go back and do this out of order because uh there is a lot of information in that first book that you're talking about now but please continue i asked him yesterday for a copy of the book for you i may actually get get you a your very own copy all right so what does this effort include it includes these things this is the list sustainable development, green economy, global warming or climate change, cap and trade, Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, common core state standards, conservation easements of waterfronts of your property, public-private partnerships, smart growth, smart grids, de-urbanization and depopulation. Anytime you hear those buzzwords and anything that any government agency is talking about, they are talking about uh, the new Green Deal. They are talking about technocracy. They are talking about everything that Patrick Wood is going to try to coordinate and explain to us on our Ask for America webinar, which is Monday night at 7 p.m. And the way to get on the webinar is to send an email to info at actcleveland.org, and our chapter leader, Dan Ramada, will then coordinate with you and get you an invitation to hear that. If your listeners don't jump in at this point, they're like, you know, deer in the headlights. We are being assaulted on every level, and... If we don't get educated about what they're doing and how they're doing it, how in the world are we going to protect itself? I, I made this analogy. It's a little bit of a stress, but you know, Bob, I'm from a Holocaust survivor family. And, mm-hmm. you know, in the 1939, Jews couldn't do anything. We were, we, we are, are, the few who were armed, their guns were taken away, their businesses, their homes, then they were on trains to Auschwitz and other concentration camps. And then at the end, we can report that 6 million people were dead who were Jewish and another 5 million people who were of other regions uh, massacred. So are we going to let this technocracy effort go on till we starve 6 million people in our country? Because that's, if you read Patrick's first book, and you read Patrick's second book, the goal is fewer people using as minimal of resources, like how little can we feed the horse till he doesn't become productive enough to get the work done every day. I mean, these people are just out of their mind. I, you know, I wake up every morning and I'm kind of a super reality thinker, but this isn't fun anymore. This is really life and death. 
And we are not only going to be able to be in the educational level of this, but we need to start developing strategies. The one that comes to my mind initially, which would have the best immediate impact, would be for the United States to withdraw from the United Nations because in the big picture, this is entirely UN-driven activity. But let me just give your listeners a little bit more no, let, let, information. No, hold on. Let me, let me interrupt oh, for a okay, second, Ben, uh, because I, I just want to ask a, a question that there is no answer for. And I know, you know, it's okay. not fair to ask you these. But, then I won't answer it. <laughs> well, but, but I mean, you know, we just have to, we just have to kind of say it, though. Um, you know, when you make the analogy that you just did, um, obviously that's very tough for somebody to think about. Um, but but essentially, as you pointed out, the few Jews that were armed uh, had their guns taken away from them, and they were powerless. Um, what can we do, in your analogy now, with uh, technocracy and uh, and these agendas and the uh, the globalists and so on and so forth who are who are pushing all of this? What can we? You know, you said a, mo- a few moments ago we have to educate ourselves before this happens to us, and I agree. But once we become educated and we know that it's happening, what can we do to stop it? Uh, that's the first, like I said, that's a question with no answer, and I don't mean to be unfair to you by asking it, but it's something we have to discuss. Okay, I listen to Patrick Wood. I learn about technocracy. I learn about sustainable uh, um, uh, development, and I learn about uh, all of these different threats and what they're trying to do with us. So what do I do? I'm sitting here on a computer watching a, a, computer watching a webinar. Uh, what am I supposed to do now? And that's the question that I... And I struggle with. Um, what do I tell people? Go vote these technocrats out. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot tougher than that, isn't it, Beth? Well, okay. Leaving the UN would be a humongous step forward, but we are going to have to create a national effort because, as I said, this type of an NEOCC effort went on at 717 uh, local places in all 50 states. Um, You know, I don't know how the states that are the most liberal would be able to uh, get people to join in. I'm sure there are people like us in every state. But, Bob, you may become the spokesperson for us at some point in time uh, as we try to uh, get the word out. You know, we're unfunded. This activity, N-E-O-S-C-C, was created to be a three-year program with a $4.25 million budget. Could you do a lot in three years on $4.25 million? The money that is available to take us over is almost unimaginable for people who are just, you know, regular people like you and me. You know, if I had a million dollars, I would think I was the richest person in the world. I can't yeah. fathom that that kind of money to have that at my disposal to use. They, this group is so wasteful. You know, I wrote to you that we went to their monthly meetings, that we spoke at their meetings. We went to their workshops. We provided them documents showing them uh, from uh, researchers and experts around the world why these ideas are bad and we need to not do them. And we had a conference and I actually challenged their keynote speaker at one of their annual meetings who was a a big muckety-muck there from HUD. And it's like until we actually move off of textbooks 
with Patrick Brilliant. The detail in his book for a person who needs this information and needs to understand it to figure out what he or she may want to do next um, is is mind-boggling. I, I mean, this is a webinar that Act for America is going to bring to our community, and we're also national. Um, our, our webinars go national. We get people listening on from all over. Could probably listen on from all over the world, actually, and, and that that's really but, important. That's really important, Bev. Let me let me interrupt here because I got to get our traffic here, and then I'm going to leave you a couple of minutes on the back end of that before the bottom of the hour to talk more about that webinar and to promote that because I think it's important what you just said. We need people from all over to be listening and watching and learning so that they can perhaps find answers to the question that I called unanswerable, and that is where do we go to stop it? What do we do to derail this? Uh, well, let's talk about that briefly right after this timeout on AM 1420. All right, 1027 now. Uh, I want to bring Beverly Goldstein back on the program with us for just a couple more minutes to talk about the uh, big webinar or an online national security briefing, as it's sometimes called, for Act for America, uh, featuring Patrick Wood and an interview with Patrick Wood conducted by Jim Simpson. So, Bev, um, you know, the, the importance of getting more and more people to Act for America events, if they are held in person, I know next month's will be in person, or the next uh, one that is held, or uh, these online things, um, how important is it to get more and more people to read the books and do the homework and open their eyes uh, so that, as I said, maybe somebody can find a way that we combat this. It's huge, Bob. And as I said earlier, um, you are our main opportunity to announce to our region what it is that we do almost on a monthly basis. Uh, we have gone to webinars because our primary facility has been under some construction, but we do look back at getting 2019 back on track with uh, some more in-person meetings. But the knowledge is the key thing. You can't understand what's going to happen in our future if you don't understand this fundamental information and one of the things that Patrick is going to spend time on on Monday night on our webinar is mm-hmm. really pulling together how Sharia, the legal basis of Islam, is tied into this technocracy movement and the green movement because many of the concepts in Islam are comfortable with uh the policies and procedures of technocracy. And so we have, in our Act for America chapter for all over five years now, spent month after month explaining to uh, all that attend and listen online what exactly is happening with the Muslim Brotherhood, how they're behaving within our country, taking away our free speech, abusing our students on college campuses. The list is unending, on and on and on, always presenting themselves as victims. Well, now we're seeing, with Patrick's work and others, the direct tie-in to the Islamic world. And this is very, very scary for Jews and Christians who really want to save America, take care of Israel, 
and really live in reality. So uh, everybody on this show this morning could give an hour and a half of their time Monday night starting at 7 p.m. And you sign up for that webinar by sending an email to info at actcleveland.org. And I will offer a second benefit. If you want the notes to my discussion with you on the radio this morning, because we only covered a few things in my notes, mm-hmm. put in to the email to Dan Ramada that you would also like my notes. I have forwarded them to him, and he can send those notes out to your listeners. That's great, because um, people ask me all the time whenever I have guests on with great information, Bob, can you? where can I find that? And a lot of times I'll be able to send them a link uh, to, a, to a website or something where I got information from or guests gave information from, uh, because I can't repeat it back to them verbatim. There's too much there. So that's a very good idea. Uh, and, and I would also add one other thing. I would also add one other thing in closing here, Bev, uh, in addition to us taking that hour and a half on Monday night. Take a couple of hours and read the book. And I'm, I get no, neither do you, I want everybody to know, there's no, uh, there's no, um, uh, fees or anything or uh, that, that we receive for promoting this to tell you to get Patrick Wood's book. I got his book on the digital edition of it, you know, the Kindle edition, you can, which you can read on your phone or on your computer screen or whatever, uh, on Wednesday. Uh, because I knew I had the interview on Thursday, and I wanted to familiarize myself with it. And um, like I said, I'm still working through it. I'm about two-thirds of the way through it right now. Um, but take the weekend, if you can, read either one or both books, Technocracy Rising, which was the first uh, version, or not the first version, but the first book, and then Technocracy um, um the uh, hard road to the new or to world order rather, which is the new book. Take your time and read those over the weekend if you can, or as much of it as you can, so that you have a base of information to understand what's being discussed on Monday night at the webinar. So I just want to throw that out there too. Uh, Bev, I got to go, uh, but I want to hit it again. It's Monday night, seven o'clock, and if you want to watch it and participate, you can do so by emailing info at actcleveland.org. That is the chapter leader for Act for America in Ohio, and that is uh, Dan Ramada and Beverly Goldstein, who's, who has been at his right hand uh, for the entire uh, uh, existence of Act for America here in Cleveland. Beverly, thank you so much for all the great information. Bob, God bless you. Thank you. You're a wonderful man. Talk to you soon. Thank you, dear. God bless you. 1033, let's catch up on news right now, AM 1420. Attention, social justice warriors. If you're looking for a safe space where your delicate ears won't be offended, this isn't it. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420, The Answer. All right, 1037, now we continue on AM 1420, The Answer, 23 minutes of outstanding awesome left for you on this free-for-all Friday. The phone lines are yours, wide open at 216-901-0945 and 888-281-1110. A lot of issues to get into, some of the things we've already discussed. You want to weigh in on that, do so. If there's something we have not yet discussed that you want to get on, get in on, do that as well. As a matter of fact, let me, I want to hit one of those just briefly if I can. I talked to you about this on Wednesday's program, I believe it was, something that Ohio State fans, you know, Buckeye fans and maybe Ohio State alums and uh, others did not want to hear. And You know, sometimes we have to, by the way, if I can just opine for a second on this, <laughs> my, my producer 
and phone screener and do everything guy because he's all alone up there right now, Jim Lucio, uh, told me after my first segment in which I praised Donald Trump's decision-making on Vietnam, or I'm sorry, on North Korea while in Vietnam, I praised everything that he did with respect to Kim Jong-un. Walking away from a bad deal is better than signing, or excuse me, walking away from uh, and getting no deal is better than signing a bad deal. I praised the president, and then I, I pointed out that a lot of conservatives, in addition to the regular liberal crowd, uh, they're upset with him for praising Kim Jong-un and professing his liking and his his fondness for him. I pointed out how that's sitting, you know, kind of badly with some people, and also his belief, the president's belief, that Otto Warmbier, who was tortured literally to death in North Korea, uh, that this happened without Kim Jong-un's knowledge, which the president has declared. Uh, it's drawing criticism from all sides, both sides of the aisle and at all points in between. I point that out, and in the context of pointing out, because I agreed with the criticism, also being fair, saying maybe, however, the president is just saying publicly things that will keep the the relationship and the lines of communication with Kim Jong-un open for our future benefit and our hopes of denuclearizing the peninsula. So I, I gave some criticism, pointed out that criticism is coming from everywhere, including from the right, and still defended the president, hoping he's just saying things publicly that he doesn't feel privately because he's trying to save the relationship and advance the cause of peace. And I still got calls off the air, I'm told, by Jim Lucio, with people yelling at me, how dare you criticize something that his holiness said? Stop being Democrats. If you are so lost in the president's message, and so lost in in the president's everything that you are becoming a Democrat about him, you're probably listening to listening to the wrong show. I'm just going to tell you, I don't care. The man does not walk on water. All right. For eight years, I made fun of liberal Democrats who thought Barack Obama could do no wrong, that he was the Messiah. And I called him on air for eight years his holy Barackness. His holy Barackness was my way of saying they, they, they deified this guy. He's a god to them. He can't do anything wrong. And people that I talked to on the air for eight years loved it. They laughed at it, and they said it's so true. What's wrong with these people who can't see that their guy does things wrong? Now, here we are with President Trump. A guy like me praises him 95.9% of the time on this radio show because we are like-minded ideologically, or at least based on what the president has done, what he said he was going to do, and what he's done. 95, 96, 97% perhaps time. The 2% I agree, people lose their 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 minds over it when I criticize or disagree, that he shouldn't be saying that he doesn't think Kim Jong-un knew about Otto Warmbier. Don't you try to undercut what the president's trying to do here, Bob. If you're that closed-minded, honestly, you're, you're part of the problem. You're not part of the solution. Our president is doing great things. Our president deserves our support. But our president does not wear a crown of thorns. He is not a deity. He can make flubs and mistakes. And it is not sacrilege to point those out. 
Now, I use that as kind of just a little bit of a background for this. I know a lot of people who are Ohio State fans and Ohio State alums and maybe the parents of Ohio State students right now did not like me me saying bad things about their holy university, the Ohio State University. Emphasis on the. That, of course, sets it apart from every other university. The Ohio State University. And people got mad when I brought this up the other day. Well, guess what? Catholics who are fans of Notre Dame are going to get mad at me for bringing this up today. And I'm going to call you out the same way I just called out the, the Trump supporters who cannot see that sometimes their favorite person or favorite entity does things that are messed up. People got mad when I pointed out that Ohio State recently held sex week in which students held events uh, sponsored by Planned Parenthood that taught students about the benefits of of, I don't know how to describe the kind of sex that they promoted, but there were courses called Kink Sex 101, Sex Toys 101, um, Deviant Sex, Bondage Sex, This Sex, That Sex, all kinds of other different sorts of sex, and sponsored by Planned Parenthood, who included one of their courses, which was uh, teaching why uh, abortions are safer for women than having children. You'll be safer if you get pregnant and then kill your baby than if you deliver the baby. This went on at The Ohio State University, and I challenged Buckeye supporters, Ohio taxpayers, even if you didn't graduate from Ohio State, taxpayers, your money supports that university, those facilities, the campus, and they allow this to go on, this depravity. I made Ohio State fans mad with that yesterday, and I made Ohio State grads mad with that, not not yesterday, uh, Wednesday. Well, now it's time for Notre Dame, and thanks to my friend Norm, who um, uh, sent me an email and alerted me to this. Notre Dame, first of all, I should point out that Notre Dame has had similar types of sex weeks that they may call sex education type weeks, by the way, in the past. So have other Catholic institutions like DePaul University in Chicago. They've done this. DePaul has done this. I want to say Xavier, another Catholic university down in Cincinnati, has had one of these types of things as well, and I've called them out. But but here's another one. Notre Dame, a Catholic university, perhaps the preeminent Catholic university in America. Notre Dame buying into the secular notion that abortion is okay, that abortion is okay, and anybody who says it isn't is a white supremacist? I'm not kidding on this. Straying from the teaching of Catholic doctrine, the Notre, the University of Notre Dame in South Bend, Indiana, perhaps the most preeminent Catholic university in America, you might get some arguments from, from some other schools, but they literally have decided, eh, Catholic doctrine is so passe. Catholic doctrine is just so old. You know, don't be the old get, uh, get off my lawn guy. Let's, let's change with the times here. Let's support abortion and let's demonize those who oppose it and declare them to be white supremacists. Not even kidding. After showing students pro-abortion propaganda, at least two Notre, a University of Notre Dame faculty members suggested publicly that the pro-life movement is fueled by white supremacy. The viewing of the propaganda film Reversing Roe 
and subsequent discussion was sponsored by Notre Dame pro-abortion students, uh, student groups, uh, Irish for Reproductive Health, the Gender Studies Program of Notre Dame, and St. Mary's Department of Gender and Women's Studies. And by the way, the fact that there's a major called Gender Studies is just about the most insane thing in the world. How can you major in something that can be answered in one sentence? There are only two genders. That's it, dismissed. Here's your diploma. There are only two genders. What is there to study? There's XX and there's XY. That's it. There is no parts or or option C, D, E, or F. That's it. But anyway, in a detailed report on the January 22nd event, Ellie Gardy of Notre Dame's Irish Rover newspaper recorded the professor's jaw-dropping remarks. According to Gardy, Diane Pinderhughes, a Notre Dame professor of political science, began a panel discussion of reversing Roe by stating what, uh, that pro-lifers were most likely to be those who want to keep America white. Abortion is an issue that allows for an effort to control the place of women, she said. I'm sure you have figured out, or you wouldn't be at this event, but also how will, people will reproduce, what the population will be, and what it will be like. Those who push so aggressively for reproduction, continued reproduction without any controls, are those who are more likely to be in support of making sure the country stays predominantly, overwhelmingly white. Pam Butler, associate director of Notre Dame's gender studies program that shouldn't exist, agreed that pro-life activism springs from white supremacy beliefs. Quote, abortion got politicized in a moment of white supremacist strategy of the right wing of the Republican Party to mobilize a very specific set of evangelical Christians in the United States as a base. The white-dominated feminist movement, she says, concerned with reproductive rights, focuses almost exclusively on the right to an abortion. It seems like we're uh, capitulating to the framing of the issue that was defined by the 1980s evangelical white supremacists. And it goes on with more of this, which is just flying in the face of statistical evidence, sometimes known as scientific evidence that the overwhelming majority of abortions in the United States every year are black. Black babies die at an extraordinarily disproportionate rate by way of abortion to white babies. In other words, pro-lifers are doing more to save black lives than any other group. And at the Catholic University of Notre Dame, in support of abortion and in demonizing pro-lifers, they are suggesting that if you're pro-life, you're racist. Pro-lifers are trying to save babies. And yes, including hundreds of thousands of black babies that are terminated every year. And they're calling us racist for, for supporting life. And this is going on at the Catholic University of Notre Dame. We got the trash that I described a few minutes ago going on at Ohio State University. Where can we turn? And if you're mad because you're a Notre Dame alum and you don't want to hear this, and if you're mad at me because you're an Ohio State alum and you didn't want to hear that, and if you're mad at me because you're a Donald Trump supporter and you didn't want to hear that, I suggest you examine yourself and examine your belief system and examine where you really want to be. Because I I am blown away blown away by the reaction and the the tacit tacit approval of this by catholics why aren't you storming notre dame if you're especially if you're an alum with with outrage over this why are you not demanding that these professors be removed from the campus why aren't you demanding that ohio state or that uh, notre dame uh practice 
and teach Catholic doctrine as it was written and as it is written in the Bible? Why aren't you demanding that Catholic universities actually be Catholic rather than secular supporting of, uh, of abortion? If you're an Ohio State alum, why can't you? Why are you not calling the university, the president's office, getting to whomever you can and saying, you're not going to take my tax dollars and my kids' tuition dollars and the student loan payments that my kids are paying back right now for going to your school to promote this kind of depravity and this kind of filth. Just, just ask yourself where your loyalties really lie. I got a lot of people to talk to. I'll get to as many of them as I can right after traffic on AM 1420. Our military service members volunteer to protect us in the most dangerous places around the world. They step up. And when they are severely ill or injured, returning to their families is only the beginning of their long road home. Wounded Warrior Project provides these brave men and women whatever they need to continue their fight for independence at no cost for life. So now it's time for a grateful nation to step up. Join us at findwwp.org. All right, 1052, I want to dive right into these phone calls and get as many on as I can, including my friend Norm, the aforementioned uh, 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 Navy man Norm. I'll talk to him after I check in with my friend Khalid. Khalid, my friend, is live at CPAC in Maryland. Khalid, of course, co-host of the Todd Allen Show, now heard Sunday nights right here on AM 1420, The Answer. He told me he would check in from CPAC. Good to have you, my friend. How are you? And Bob, how are you, my brother? I'm jealous. Uh, That's how I am. Here. <laughs> it's, it's electric here this morning on Media Row. It's just a lot of activity. Uh, Ted Cruz just walked by me a moment ago. He had like 12, 15 people around him headed to his next media hit. Candace Owens was here. She had her media hit this morning. Uh, we had a couple scheduled. I just spoke to a, a gentleman by the name of uh, Hayden Williams, who was attacked at UC Berkeley last week. Yes, he uh, was. De- delightful young man. I'm going to be interviewing him next week. Uh, I had a long talk with him. He, 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 the spirit on this kid is amazing for, for him to have gone through what he's gone through. And uh, he, he's from Kentucky, economics major. He's graduated. But uh, he is a fantastic young man. So we'll be interviewing him next week. I'm setting up some very interesting interviews next week with a lot of people I've met here, including uh, a young man uh, uh, that I uh, want to introduce you to, as well as Steve Gruber from Michigan, uh, who has the Michigan Market Conservative Talk booked up. I would love to you know, have you talk to these gentlemen because, you know, we have to push back against the nonsense that we've been hearing. Of course, there are protesters outside because Mike Pence is on the way in and uh, actually on the way out. He spoke this morning. And it's a lot of buzz around here on a lot of the issues you've been talking about. This, this pro-abortion uh, crowd, the late-term abortion crowd, uh, there's a lot of debate around here uh, about the North Korea situation. There is also talk about Mike Cohen going on around here. So it's a lot of people weighing in on a lot of these issues, and uh, we're just trying to get a piece of it this morning. Has anybody pointed out that Bernie Sanders' campaign manager, or I'm sorry, new spokesman, won't be able to vote for him in 2020 because she's an illegal alien? <laughs> <laughs> we just heard that this morning. We just heard that this morning. His name has come up around here with a few people, uh, particularly in, a, in a, an anti-socialism uh, discussion I was at uh, yesterday. So, yeah, his name comes up a lot around here, and that topic did come up. 
<laughs> you, 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 know, you, know, you know who this. I'm really interested in hearing from are the people like Candace Owens and others who are just, you know, the younger, because I've been talk, complaining and talking about, you know, recent college graduates and the indoctrinations and so on and so forth, and they're the ones who are, uh, you know, most at risk and that we have to reach, and it's going to, it's, it's, you know, they don't listen to old people like us. Uh, they're going to listen no. to people who are of their same age group, and the work that people like Candace Owens is doing is so incredibly valuable and important. I'm so glad to see her and others like her uh, step up there. Um, that, that's that's the key. Uh, and, and if you get a chance, by the way, you said you bumped into her. If you do it again, slip her my card. Tell her I would love to have her on the air because I really want to shine a spotlight to those who aren't familiar with the work that she and others like her are doing. Yeah, like I said, she's she's very hot, hot popular woman this morning. And real quick, encouraging about CPAC, there are a lot of young people here from all these different organizations, Campus Reform, Turning Point USA, it's very encouraging. There's even uh, people as young here as 12 and 13 years old, which is so encouraging. That's awesome. Uh, the, and, and, and speaking of Candace, she's doing a uh, an event in Richmond, Virginia today called Blexit. <laughs> the Black Exit. By the the name. Black Exit, yeah, the yes. Black Exit from the from Democrat the Democratic Party. Party. The Democrat plantation, yeah, going, if you will. Yep, that's going on in Richmond, Virginia today. I know a few people that are going out there. Uh, Alana Mastrangelo from Cleveland, a friend of mine, friend of she's yours. She's wonderful. Yeah, uh, yeah. She she writes for Breitbart. She's headed out there today. I ran into her yesterday. Um, I won't be able to make it, but I definitely will find out from Alana how things went. But I'll definitely I got my ears on for you always. And if can I you call me Canada, back on Monday show? Can can you call me back on Monday show? I know you got a broadcast Sunday night uh, on the Todd Allen show, but call me back on Monday show to give me more of a recap of what you what you uh, uh, experienced down there. Is that all right? I will, my brother, always. I like you. Do me a favor. See if you can get uh, hashtag pods trending down there. Pods, P-O-D-S. That's my new name for the Democrat Party, Party of Death. If you are a Democrat, you're a pod. <laughs> I want I want Party of Death <laughs> trending at CPAC. Can you make that happen? Well, my brother Dan Messina, he's listening right now. He's nodding his head like he's got you covered. There you go. Get everybody talking about pods. A Democrat is a pod. They are the party of death. Khalid, thank you, my friend. I'll talk to you on Monday. I want to get Navy man Norman here before we're done. Uh, I was just talking about you. Were your ears, ears burning, my friend? They sure were, Bob. They sure were. And I hope you got that uh, uh, letter I sent you from the lady that's in charge of I our... I did. Yeah. So I... And it's funny, she didn't get a response to her letter, I didn't get a response, nor did I expect to, because as far as I'm concerned, the president of Notre Dame is a coward. Uh, and I'll, I'll let it go there. I was eight years old in 1949 when my dad took me to my first Notre Dame football game, and I was so impressed, because one of the things I saw was over the portal of the Basilica uh, at Notre Dame were the words, God country Notre Dame. Well, that was in 1949. Now, 70 years later, I would submit that somebody should take a chisel and chisel those words off and replace it with Planned Parenthood and abortion. And I mean that sincerely. I know my son and my daughter-in-law are not going to be happy. They're both Notre Dame grads. And uh, we and I have some vehement discussions. But Notre Dame, starting in the 90s, they started with the vagina monologues, having that on campus. And when I wrote a letter to the president explaining my outrage, how they could hold an, obscen an obscenity-laced pornographic play about a lesbian seducing a 12-year-old girl on Our Lady's campus was beyond the pale. Do you know what they wrote me back? Quickly. The students asked for it. The students oh. asked for it. 
So in other words, the students are running the asylum. That's the same it's thing that because I also got your your uh, your your response letter from uh, from Ohio State. Oh, they they blame right. the students as well for the sex week. Well, the students wanted it, so uh, that's that has nothing to do with us. Right. And that's of course garbage because they make the decisions. Davy man, Norman, I got to run, my friend. I'm sorry, I don't have time for the by the way because we're out of time. Mike Gallagher's next. We'll see you. Enjoy the silence. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 